this is Grant Winneravage, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Egg Services in Warren, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Egg Services, providing solutions for your success. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan. We'll also hear a report from Whitney Pittman as well. Well, it's crop report day. USDA will be releasing the annual crop production numbers, the latest supply demand estimates, acreage report for wheat. And reports will be released at 11 o'clock today. Also includes, again, update on winter wheat and canola seedings. Traders remaining very cautious ahead of the release of several reports. Summit Commodities market analyst Tim Mars says the quarterly grain stocks will likely be the most watched number for corn. A lot of people kind of lose track of the importance of that report, but we know all, we know about ethanol usage and export usage. We don't know how much corn is fed, so that's always kind of a mystery from one quarter to the next, and particularly in the first quarter of the year when the actual crop size is a large component of you know what the number of bushels you have in storage in this country as of December one. And the USDA in recent years has had trouble uh, with these reports. I'm not sure just why, but. If they've got to figure it out, that's fine. But we've had some big deviations from quarter to quarter, and particularly in this report. So the, the stocks number, I think, is probably the most important for corn. And those South American production numbers also will be playing into this market. Trade expects those to, to go down a little bit. Uh, in Argentina, um, I expect that they'll eventually continue to go down in Argentina. USDA tends to be a little bit conservative when they start to move, make their moves on changes in South American crops. But... Uh, you know, the, the rally cry, or I shouldn't say the rally cry so much, but the, the consensus of opinion is, I think, uh, has been up to this point, is it's a big, potentially record crop in Brazil offsetting losses in Argentina. Well, that's not, we don't know that yet. And those uh, January USDA reports do have a history of triggering volatile market moves. Corn Belt Marketing market analyst Sam Hudson, though, thinks many of those numbers are already built into this market. I think the general, uh, you know, expectation, or probably one of the biggest expectations, is, is that we'll probably see a, a reduction on corn exports, uh, more of a function of, of how much, as opposed to, you know, if they'll do anything at all. And of course, there's uh, always room for surprises in, in stocks. Uh, from a yield adjustment standpoint, I think we knew so much about the crop that I wouldn't expect any major moves either way there for corn or beans. Um, but the uh, net result of that, I mean, I think is going to probably equate to a uh, you know, somewhat neutral to negative report for corn and neutral to positive for beans, and we'll go right back into trading those weather forecasts for South America. And Hudson, again, leading toward more of a muted response here today from traders. You know, like I said, I think uh, from a yield adjustment standpoint, I think we should avoid that just with how early we were in at harvest and how much we knew at the time and, you know, how uh, little adjustments we were seeing kind of along the way here. But, you know, the, there again, stocks, you know, always kind of a wild card there and, um, still a lot to be figured out here over the next uh, several months, and then their weather season is going to turn right back into ours. So uh, I think the biggest thing is to see what the trajectory is as we go into February and start setting base prices. The Ag Innovation Campus in Crookston plans to crush its first soybeans this summer. Crushing equipment is being installed now, and the company is in the final stretch of Phase 1 construction. Energy Management Systems President Bill Paulson will manage this project. And this was an exciting project from the get-go. It's, it's altogether different than what um, is normal out there. There's nothing else like this. This is a research facility that wants to have a crush facility that operates like a for-profit business. So it's a non-profit company but they want a, they want an efficient running crush facility that operates the same as everybody else that's crushing beans. Um, 
it's a unique opportunity for somebody such as myself um, just because there's nothing else like it out there. The Ag Innovation Campus will support three soybean crush lines providing research and development opportunities for the public and the private sector. Training will also be available for the fast-growing soybean crush industry. Plans are also in place to grow this campus. Phase two and three will be, will be um, adding lab facilities on site. You know, we'll have our own individual lab person to start with, um, but there will be a whole lab section built to this so that people can do their testing right on site in the future. And then there will be bays set up for, uh, for individuals or companies to come in and set up in bays and do their work in research bays as well. Nearly 20 farm groups pushing for the governments from the U.S., Canada, and Mexico to strengthen the North American trade in agricultural products. On top of the North American Leaders Summit in Mexico City, this farm group also asked for a solution for to trade barriers, such as Mexico's proposed ban on biotech corn imports. This diverse coalition includes uh, the Farm Bureau, National Association of State Departments of Agriculture, corn, dairy, oilseed, and pork commodity groups. This is the Red River Farm Network. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. There are 55 million bushels of soybeans grown annually in an 11-county area surrounding Crookston. The Ag Innovation Campus is designed to be an incubator of ideas and the development of new products. This concept for this project began in 2018. Board Chair Mike Skog says it's now becoming a reality. We had a tough time getting started because of the COVID, um, and we've had some uh, big cost increases because of that and other supply issues, but for the most part, everything is going along pretty smoothly right now. Um, so it, it's more predictable now than it was even a month ago. Farmers Union Enterprises, which is made up of the Farmers Union's organizations in Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, monitor of the Ag Innovation Campus. This is a very diverse business with interests in everything from pet food ingredients to rendering. We're very happy to have them on board with us. Uh, they made a sizable contribution financially, and uh, with that, they're going to have a, a seat on our board of directors. Uh, we're going to gain a lot of experiences that they can bring to us on uh, market development, uh, or uh, connections with industry, and um, we'll be able to give them uh, benefits as well that they're looking forward to. The Minnesota Soybean Growers Association, Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council, AURI, the Agriculture Utilization Research Institute, and other partners are, are the other partners for this project. Well, small grain update meetings continue today in Lancaster and Roseau. Red River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster Whitney Pittman joined the meeting yesterday in Ada. MN Raw say will be a wheat variety to keep track of in the next few years as seed becomes available. University of Minnesota wheat breeder Jim Anderson says he expects Raw say to be popular for a variety of reasons. Raw say was, is our latest release. It was released in, in January of 2022. So this is in its second year of seed increase now in 2023. So it's just seed growers that have it. And then there should be wide availability of certified seed for 
2024 planting. Uh, but we're really excited about Rossay. It had a really good year. It's had a couple of good years in, in our plot trials. It's among the higher yielding groups in the northern part of Minnesota. Uh, you kind of get average protein, but really good straw strength. I think that's going to be a big selling point. The straw strength is, is nearly equal to Linkert, which was the big reason that Linkert hung around so long. Anderson says 2022 was a great year for collecting confident data comparing new varieties of wheat. I spent more time in the field looking at wheat than, you know, probably 2020 and 2021 combined. There was just so much data to be had out there. So I, f- I feel really good about the differences that we can project. And uh, we think 2022 is probably a very predictive year of how, do you, how these varieties will perform in the future. So ho- hopefully we can get some good data in 2023 as well. But uh, 2022 really helped helped us characterize all of these new varieties. And there's always, you know, seven, eight new varieties a year. So I think we've got a pretty good characterization of all these new guys now. Reporting agriculture's business on the Red River Farm Network, I'm Whitney Pittman. South Dakota Pork Producers Congress wraps up in Sioux Falls today. Today's focus will be on the business meetings. Here's South Dakota Pork Producers Executive Director, Glenn Muller. We have our traditional elections of our officer teams and our board members as well as our delegates to go to pork forum uh we'll be t- discussing some of the legislative issues that are being addressed at the state level as well including the sales tax on food which is coming to the forefront in south dakota and also the foreign ownership of agricultural lands will be a topic of discussion Minnesota Representative Michelle Fishbach has been appointed to the powerful House Ways and Means Committee. This is the chief tax writing committee in Congress. In a statement, Fishbach emphasized the importance of a competitive tax code and robust market access for agriculture. The lawmaker who is in her second term says the Ways and Means Committee provides the strongest platform to work on these important goals for agriculture. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Well, the grain market continues uh, to kind of chop sideways ahead of today's USDA reports out at 11 o'clock. Martinson Agris Management President Randy Martinson says once those numbers are known, the market will then shift its focus to South American production. That's really going to be the big driver. And right now, you know, we keep seeing the weather forecast flip-flop as, you know, at this point now they're calling for warm, dry for the next two weeks. Then they're supposed to see a normal February uh, weather pattern. Well, that hasn't been exactly accurate going that far out with South America's weather, so nobody's really putting a lot of faith in that forecast. All we know is for sure is that, you know, there has been some, you know, the crop is deteriorating, and at this point the weather doesn't show a change in the pattern. Harvest and crop quality will become a bigger issue in Brazil. That is starting to become an issue. I mean, it's a good thing to bring up because now the northern continues to get rain and they are seeing a little bit of a delay with harvest. Now, it's not a big deal at this point, but if the pattern continues and they continue to get those heavy rains in the northern regions, quality is going to start to become an issue. CHS is reporting first quarter net income of $783 million dollars. That compares to $452 million in the same quarter last year. Revenues are up due to uh, higher refining margins in the energy sector, strong demand in its soybean and canola processing business, and 
positive earnings from its investment in CF nitrogen. Environmental groups have asked the Federal Reserve Bank to actively address climate change. Fed Chair Jerome Powell responded in a panel discussion with the other central bank officials saying the Federal Reserve must avoid drifting into political issues that aren't directly involved with its work on economic policy. Powell said the Fed is not and will not be a climate policy maker. Well, checking markets before we leave you this morning. March wheat Minneapolis is uh, three cents higher, 902 and a quarter. July is down a quarter penny, down two cents now at uh, 890. March Chicago wheat is a penny higher. Kansas City March wheat's up two and a quarter. Corn trading two and a half higher in the March contract. December corn's unchanged. March soybeans nine cents higher, and July soybeans trading seven cents higher. Canola, $8.80 a metric ton higher here this morning. On the farm calendar, the Minnesota Crop Improvement Association's annual meeting today. It'll be at the Big Wood Event Center in Fergus Falls. The activity gets underway with uh, a breakfast this morning at 7.30. Program begins at 8.45. And the small grain update meetings uh, for the Minnesota wheat and soybean and uh, corn growers uh, continuing today. We'll be in Lancaster. That's at 8.30 this morning. Be in Roseau at 3.30 this afternoon. Tomorrow they move to St. Hilaire. North Dakota Grain Dealers Association's 110th Annual Convention and Industry Trade Show will be at the uh, Holiday Inn in Fargo. Uh, that begins on Sunday, runs out through next Tuesday. Also coming up next Tuesday, the uh, Farm Credit Services of Mandan will be hosting the Triple Up Commodity Marketing Seminars. That again gets underway at uh, 5.30 p.m. In, in Mandan. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. Have a great day. This is the Red River Farm Network.